There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. When was the last time you had really good Texas-style barbecue? Eric's Family Barbecue, the way it's supposed to taste. Always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Eric's Family Barbecue uses only 100% fresh meat, slowly smoked over mesquite wood until it's juicy and delicious. We all know their brisket is the best, but have you tried their pulled pork, pork ribs, or rib tips? Amazing, and their sides are all house-made. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meat, mesquite, repeat. Make the trip. You won't be Sorry, go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. You thought that was funny. You were laughing like a hyena when he said it. What the hell is wrong with you? Thank you, Randy. Thank you, weapon of pride. The second day of December. We're already almost done with this one. Uh, it's the, uh, the you know, senioritis of uh, the year is on us. We're... Skating through December. Christmas party starting tonight, tomorrow. Uh, I've got one to go to uh, this weekend that I forgot all about. My gay neighbors, super rich gay friends are having a well, be Christmas fun. party. And they asked me to go to that a while ago, and I agreed to it. It was a while, while, long while ago. They planned some parties, those gays. And, like Emails went out in like the end of August. Evites. And I get to go to this thing. These guys are, this is going to be awesome. Christmas I can't, sweater, do you have look, to suit up? As... No, Brady, please. That's disgusting, lowbrow white people, uh, hillbilly behavior. These are the gays. I don't know twink parties. These okay. are the gays, <laughs> yeah. You haven't seen opulence like this until you've seen a gay's house decorated for Christmas. So My suiting up. God. I'm not suiting up. The gays will. I'll wander in as the rube straight who doesn't know how to dress. Because when you try to dress well around a bunch of established uh, you know, gays in their 40s and up with their 18 and 19-year-old twink boyfriends, you can't get enough of it. But, uh, you know, this, the tinsel silver Christmas tree, the, the, the beautiful lights. You haven't seen lights like this in your life. It's beautiful. Catering. Oh, the best part is my uh, gay neighbors have a collection from all over the world. Wherever they go, they buy a nutcracker, which I found hilarious. <laughs> and their house at Christmas time is just nutcrackers everywhere. We got this one in, in Prague. This in, in Bourges. We got this over in there. I'm like, wow, you've been all over the world and you pulled a nutcracker out of everyone. We know where the nutcrackers are. I'm like, I bet. It's amazing. So that's my Christmas party this weekend. But you know what that means? With Christmas parties, what's on the rise? DUIs. Don't be dumb. Every DUI is, uh, you know, waiting for you out there on these Christmas party nights. And it's no surprise. So if you get one, it's your own doing, you dummy. They're looking for you. Christmas party season is when... The police have no tolerance for you drinking and driving, and they shouldn't ever, but it's on heightened alert right now because you're doing it. So Uber or Lyft or and whatever And I'll, I'll, I'll add to it, too. If you Uber, yeah. don't be an idiot to the Uber because if you're overserved and all of a sudden right. 
Well, never be an Just idiot be, to your Uber driver. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, if you're going to throw up, you're a rookie anyway. Just you know be drinking like that. that $200 cleanup fee yeah. is reasonable. It very. It's low. They should be able to ding you for $1,000 every time you puke in someone's car. It should be 200 bucks for every puke. Even a dry heave should be like 100 for half, just for scaring the driver into thinking. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're such a rookie that you puke when you drink still, you shouldn't even be allowed an Uber. And I think you should be banned from Uber forever. You puke in an Uber, you get a, you get a, you know, a stain on your record. You get the one star, which they can do, pukes in Uber, and it's like, I'm not picking that guy up. He puked in somebody else's Uber. Nope. Or you're, you're banned from the Uber Black or whatever they call that one. It's the high end. All you get are uh, Neons and Yugos to come pick you up from here on out. You don't I'll ever walk. get the good ones. Yeah, exactly. I love it. <laughs> Subaru Brat. You ride in the Maybe. back. Tops. A pickup truck. You can ride yeah, in the back like up. an old farm dog. But be smart because it's happening. The Christmas parties are, are this weekend. And boy, oh boy. I'll be at an opulent homosexual Christmas party. Testing my brand new platinum ass out. Just waving it around a little bit. See what, I, see what kind of fish I can hook. I'm not going to put it out there, Brady. I don't know these men. I'm just going to see if I can attract a few of them. Kind of chocolate LeBaron your way through. Huh? It's been only it's over a year of my, my homosexual outcoming. And uh, uh, I have yet to use this thing because I'm discerning. Not some whore. I'm going to hang on to it. I'm a Puritan. I'm not you your... roll in there in that fur hat. Oh, I'm going to look good. Trust me. And their heads will turn. And you know, he's a platinum gay. Like, holy cow. <laughs> platinum gays. Actually, I'm not. That means you've never been with a woman. But I've never been touched. I'm pristine back there. Never had it. You're gold? Oh, I don't know what I am. I am a dream come true, though. Still, still sandalwood, huh? Yeah. <laughs> That's right. So it's a beautiful thing. Speaking of coming out, did you see that uh, thing with, this is a great one. And I'm actually, uh, I'm very rarely on the side of the Christian, but uh, David Archuleta from American Idol. And who goes to his concerts? But it's, evidently he's doing a big residency somewhere, uh, and it's a Christmas show, singing Christmas tunes. In the middle of the show the other night, he stopped singing for a second and started to tell the audience about how hard it is for him to be gay since he's come out, like it was a tough decision being gay and his journey as a, he kept saying queer. And I, I thought I'd get, I thought I'd get in trouble for that, but evidently that's all right. It's like, I can't, I'm queer and I'm queer this, queer that. And he said, he noticed that some people were leaving and he went on this like Twitter thing or something. He went on one of the social media. He said, I can't believe in this day and age. And you can't even talk about this stuff. And the, the, then the uh, guy who runs the venue fires a email to him saying, Hey, a Christmas show, you idiot. Don't think this is the best place in the world for you to start talking about being gay. And yeah. he's right. Yeah. Like, it isn't, it, it, you know, that's not the, I don't know. You can be gay and celebrate Christmas, but you can't celebrate being gay at Christmas. Right? Yes. Like, I, you can't I, just go tell a saying. Christmas audience, hey, guys, I know you love the Jesus and all that, but here I am taking all these pipes. And it's been rough for me, uh, you know, it's tougher than I thought, but coming out as queer and taking all those dicks and stuff, you know, against God. Anyway, I enjoy oh, this come show. all ye faithful. And, and be like, uh, singing about boy, Jesus. I really love cocaine. It's me. It's me going on stage at a Christmas show going, as an atheist... I really do enjoy the holidays. It's like, no, it's not, there's a time and a place. So that's basically what the owner of the venue said. Hey, time and a place for this stuff. Uh, Christmas time is you're singing songs to Jesus for his birthday. Whether you know it or not, a lot of the tunes you're singing are like, hey, Jesus, nice job. And a lot of people in the audience are kind of like, enough with the gay. Jesus doesn't want to hear about your, you know, your pipe smoking ability. (laughs) 
And probably true. So it offended some people, and they walked out. And then, and now, like TMZ and all the the news, they don't know where to stand on this one. They're like, I don't think. I think like you can be a total. Uh, I would much rather hear gay guys singing and dancing around the holidays. With it. They're good at it. But you can't go off and start talking about you know humping some fellas and how your life's different now, and then sing you know. Oh, come all ye faithful. Because that changes the meaning of it completely. Come on, what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's his boyfriend named Ye Faithful. <laughs> it's my boyfriend, Ye Faithful. Oh, come all ye faithful. Jeez. It's nuts. Yeah. <laughs> it's Everything's different now, Todd. Put your... And there's probably kids there and things like that. Nobody needs to know about what you're humping at a Christmas party. That's a time when you stop talking about who you're humping. It's a different show. Yeah. You know, in the middle of it, just go, you know, I, I really enjoy Christmas music. Almost as much as I lo- uh, love plunging deep inside my wife. You know, when we have sex, it's like it's just not a time and a place to talk about that, even if it's, you know, appropriate Jesus-style sex. But yeah, I, I don't understand why anybody wouldn't understand that. You can be as gay as you want. But that's what he said, yeah. His quote is, dozens of fans walked out of the show after I talked about being queer. It was in Utah, for God's sakes. Oh, well, come on, then. What are you thinking, man? You had to plan that. He's, uh, wrapping up his stop on his Christmas tour in Utah, he says fans bailed in the break. He talked about his journey and coming out. He shared an email from what the manager of the venue said. Uh, basically, he said, I don't believe that concert was a setting to do that. We have a lot of upset people I'll be dealing with today. I'd hope in the remaining concerts you'd, you'd be allowed to uh, just allow people to have a Christmas experience. It doesn't have to be talked about. Well, 12 up to, they said like a dozen left. That's half the crowd. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's a so David Archuleta Christmas off. show. I mean, there's the bigger question is who's firing off money to pay for second place season seven American Idol contestant David Archuleta's Christmas tour? And that's a, that's a town where not a lot's going on when Archuleta's selling tickets. That's like the Corey Feldman show. I should be able to go through and count with one. Like five-minute little gap in my night going, all right, there's 125 people here. I counted them. I hand-counted the Feldman crowd. Hand-counted. Didn't take me long either. And you have to put him on a scissor lift to see him on stage. <laughs> He's a tiny He's man. A, a little guy. He's what they call a spinner. He made that clear during his Christmas concert. <laughs> and I'm a little fella, too, so <clears throat> I have to be very careful who I date. Lord Jesus split me in half a couple of times and taught me my lesson. <laughs> Here comes Santa Claus. Here comes Santa Claus. Stop it. Make him stop. <laughs> Projector screens have the words up there. Yes, the spellings. They spelled it wrong. <laughs> right down Santa Claus Lane. He's got dicks and all. What did he say? I have a ball gag pulling on my reins. I saw daddy kissing. <laughs> hey, we're leaving. That's it. Praise the Lord on this special holy night. Holy. Let's talk about holies. Anyway, I just don't think it's a... There, there is a time and a place for stuff, you know? And as much as people want to be wide open with everybody's this... What's the matter? Gays can't celebrate Christmas? Sure! Absolutely. But they have to be careful at the concert not to talk about all that BFing. If, in fact, you're a heterosexual who loves going backdoor on your wife. Christmas concert? Not the place to talk about it. At all. Especially in Salt Lake. In Salt Lake City, you don't go up. Well, they love that soaking, though. 
Those, those Mormons sure do love that back door for soaking. Keeps them from uh, losing their virginity, evidently. It's, That's kinda, a- it's, it's the advice around the, uh, the dinner table on the holidays yeah. or the parties. No politics, no... No gays. <laughs> Brady's house is different than all of ours. No politics <laughs> and no homosexuals, please. <laughs> At least if you are. No agendas. Right. 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 Because, yeah, Here Comes Santa Claus is harder to sing when you've got uh, the queer talk right before. It's fine, but there's, you know, just no talk about your sexual activities or who you love and what. It doesn't matter. You're, you're just loving that Christmas music. Bringing Sandy on down the chimney, you know what I mean? And Santa comes down your chimney, we want it to mean one thing. The other way is just going to ruin your evening. Up on the rooftop, ski, ski, ski. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just weird. Like if you had carolers come over to your house, oh, this is beautiful. And they start singing something, and then one of them just goes, by the way, I take it in the ass pretty regular. It's like, all right, why'd you say that? Well, you're a caroler, of I, course, I expect <laughs> of that. Of course, yeah, you're going door-to-door singing. I knew that when I answered. There's no reason to just pour salt on it, man. <laughs> Don't double down. <laughs> I know for sure you're gay. You're caroling. You, you know how hard it would be to drag a straight guy out door-to-door to sing? <laughs> Impossible. If Medea said, hey, Brett, let's you, me, and the boys go out and wander around door-to-door, who's the first person you call? It isn't me. Uh, well, no. It's Dustin. <laughs> You're calling guys from KDKB, and they'd be over in five minutes, like bow ties and like ma- matching uniforms. They're doing it. <laughs> Anybody that comes to your door and starts singing to you is gay. There's no question. And I'm grateful for it. I'm not going to answer. I don't want to answer the door to anybody I don't know. But if they start singing through the window, I'll listen. Get that muted gay singing. They're good. The Gay Men's Choir is one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. I didn't even know I was at it. I was in Glendale, California. And uh, they were at this thing at the, this place called Americana. They were just building it, too, when I lived there. It's this great big, like, super mall with a giant park in the middle of it. We went there. Oh, I took you there. Yeah, yeah. we went there for lunch once. And uh, right in the middle of it, they start singing away. And I'm like, God, these guys are amazing. And they were playing up the road at the uh, – there's a theater up there. Uh, old one. It's been around forever. In the Glory Hole? Yeah, it's, it's not that. No, it's it. But it was the Gay Men's Choir of, of Los Angeles. It was the most amazing singing I've ever seen in my life. It popped up out of nowhere. They should have charged. I would have paid 100 bucks to watch that. And that's what they were charging up the street. You could go see them in all their glory. Well, not like that, but you know what I mean. Singing away. But yeah, you can't, you can't be openly uh, chatting away about your sexuality at a Christmas singing thing. Just not the place for it. It's about the baby Jesus for crying out loud. <laughs> Even I'm an atheist, and I'm like, all right, don't. Because I know better than to go up and talk about how I don't believe any read, of his. Read the room. By the way, I know. I hope you love that last song about the Lord Jesus' birth. <clears throat> I'm a wild atheist, and doesn't I don't believe he had any divinity at all. In fact, I think the whole story is horse. <laughs> Two, three, four. Here comes Santa Claus. I'm like, what are we doing? What child is this? I'll tell you what I think. It's not a time for your platform. There's a bigger thing at hand. Yeah, I don't buy the Jesus story, but I know better than to go on stage at a Christmas show and start telling my side. People there aren't for that. Keep it to yourself sometimes. I do find it hysterical, though, that David Archuleta decided to tell a Utah crowd, guess what? I take it in the ass, regular, and it's been uh, a few years since everybody's known about it. I can see you like, no. wrapping it up, though, if you're singing. <laughs> what? Thank you, everybody. Enjoy your Sky Wizard. Yeah, enjoy your stupid Sky Wizard. Don't buy it. Later. <laughs> Thanks for having He's me. He's responsible for everything, like childhood cancer. 
Soak on that for a little bit while you think about, the, oh, geez, the guy just ruined it. I wouldn't do that. That's a terribly stupid thing to do. Anyway, what are you going to do? People have lost it. But I do, I do, again, find it absolutely hysterical that anybody would take the time to do that. And then this guy says, come on, everybody knew that he was gay. Just tired of having the stuff crammed down their throats, if you know what I mean. Exactly, because then the jokes start. I'm here for the laughs, and that's a good one right there. Everybody knew David Archuleta was gay before he came out. I didn't even know he had to come out. He evidently had some big thing. And I don't know what the difference between gay and queer is. So evidently there's, uh, there's a thing. And I've been struggling with that, trying to figure out what all the letters are. And queer isn't gay. And I don't know how that's not a thing. I'm not trying to figure that out. I didn't know Stay that. Out of it. Stay out of it. <laughs> exactly. This is that moment where it's like, I don't even care. What do you want me to call you? How about David? Is that good? Because I won't mention queer, straight, gay, whatever you think is. I don't know. Just ridiculous. So, you got me. The world's gone bananas. Alex Jones and Kanye are leading the headlines. You got David Archuleta. And again, is he coming here to town? Check that out, so to speak. For singing, I mean, not coming to town for anything else. Who's buying tickets to that? Oh, I loved season seven runner-up David Archuleta. He probably sold 100 tickets. Maybe. 100 seems unreasonable. That's just like you. Uh, Yeah, December 23rd, he'll be at Chandler. No kidding. Two days before the the celebration of the birth of the Jesus. Yeah, let's see where it is. I wonder if he's going to do it here. Well, VIP tickets, My My guess is... They'll run him right out of town. I'll tell you this. He's... uh, (laughs) He's gotten himself some publicity, and now I'd be curious to go to see if he's doubled down, if he's going to dig his high heels in. Chandler Center of the Arts. Uh, 150 bucks gets you a meet and greet, too. We should do it. M-E-A-T? <laughs> all right, all right. That's enough. Cow pun. I see what you did. <laughs> yeah, you get a meet and greet with David Archuleta. Mm. <laughs> Hi. What was that? What was the first thing? That's your meat. Get it away from me. He's still got two more shows in Utah. Merry Christmas. Yeah, that's what the guy said. You got and three Manti shows. And Manti and Blanding, wherever the hell those are. In Utah? Yeah. Where's Manti, oh, Utah? There's a good chance they don't know what happened in that concert before. <laughs> right. Uh, once we go news. on vacation, we can go up to Vegas and catch him on the 17th. Where? Uh, let's see. Where's a gay guy doing a Christmas show in Vegas? Yes. That's every Shocking day. Uh, da, 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 da. He's in Vegas? Artemis they- Ham Concert Hall. Okay. Center for the Performing Arts, uh, UNLV. No, I'm not going all the way off the strip for that. <laughs> but it's David. David is, yeah. I bet you he digs his high heels in and does this queer talk in all of them. You get a pre-show Q&A. Pre-show, what are you doing yeah, now? Autograph poster. <laughs> oh, man. Is it a pre-show LBGT Q&A? <laughs> See what I did there? Yeah, I got you. A lot of letters. Uh, photo op with David. Man, all for 150 bucks. Uh, John, here's the definition between a gay guy and a queer. A gay guy likes men. A queer has the ball and is needing to be smeared. I'm like, oh, I see. That's the difference. So smear the queer. What's more physical? No. In a game. But when the queer has the ball, that's you smear the queer. Then it's a man pile. Right. Here's a spot where you can request a show, too. So if you want him to come to your town. He'll just come to your house? I don't know. Let's see what it is. We shouldn't play U-Fest. Yeah, how much for a private show? (laughs) Q-Fest. I don't know what anything is anymore. Who's this twink up on stage? No, no, no. I need to listen to his stories. They're pretty interesting. 
Sing something about Santa Claus or you're going to die tonight. Jeez Louise, this guy. Nuts and nuts and nuts and nuts and nuts and nuts. That's why always sings about his nuts. I don't know. I don't know. It's, just stop it. Everybody just stop it. Everybody's got a thing and an agenda. And you know what? I compl- Being sick last I completely forgot there was football last night. Did you watch? I didn't watch it. A little bit. That, that watch whole, a little bit of it. The whole Amazon yeah. thing has taken me out of the loop for Thursday night. If it's not available to me on the regular channels I check, I forget about it. Oh, I go to the wrong, right off the bat. No! Amazon. Amazon. <laughs> and then what I hate about it is during commercials, you can't flip. Yeah. You, you, you got to go through the whole rigmarole to get yep. in and out of the thing. But yeah, I tuned in late and I'm like, oh, Bills are going to kill the Patriots. And they did. They beat them pretty bad. Just saw the last eight seconds of it. I'm like, oh, totally forgot it's Thursday Night Football. That has something to do with missing a whole day of life sleeping because of the flu. But what a joke. I don't, I don't, I'm not a fan of the Amazon thing at all. And I don't know if that's old man or if that's just, I just don't like it, you know? Still uh, adjusting to, you know, the commercials that run too. They're not typical, like, football sponsors. Oh, yeah, they're all new. Amazon shows, things like that. So I'm a fan of, like, a few of the things that they're about to do. I'm liking that there's so many Killer Santa movies coming out. Like, they're turning Santa movies. Violent like, Night. Violent Night looks awesome. There's two movies I've been excited about in the last 10 years, and I think they're both come Puss in Boots, the new Puss in Boots. I'm, like, thrilled with that because I think he's hilarious. And then that Violent Night's got me thinking, like, this is something I want to watch. Kirby and I are going to check it out. Violent Night? Yeah. Yeah, you got to. I, know, well, I, I, told a, I ruined a, a, a Santa belief in a kid once because he overheard me talking to a friend of mine. He was probably six or seven. I'm like, and I just said, if Santa was real, how come, like, he would find all the missing kids? There'd be no missing kids. Like, they would have employed him with that superpower of knowing where the kids are. You know are where they time. are. <laughs> you always know where they are. Because they're still getting gifts. <laughs> right. Well, not even getting gifts. He keeps an eye on them all the time. Oh, yeah, like He's got true. a special power yeah. to watch them all he's year long. He's not helping out too much. And he doesn't help out with any missing kids. Not my ever. role, bro. Right. <laughs> like it's out of his pay grade or something. <laughs> I got to watch them, and I know where they are. I'm just not saying anything. Like, well, you got to find the missing kids. Or at least pop in and go, John Benet's dead. Just be the Santa that we need. Like, just quit looking. Quit looking for that one. He's gone. Where is his body? I only know them when they're alive. Why are there gifts in this cornfield? <laughs> yeah, he's just seeing unopened stuff around the body. Like, I always wondered that. Like, why didn't we ever... And as a little kid, that it hit me right after Santa was had passed, I guess we'll say, in my life. And I believed up until about, I guess I was uh, eight. Sorry if there's any kids listening right now. I'm wrecking the game. But parents, you know how to lie to your kids and talk them out of it. Trust me, you've been lying to them like crazy about this thing. Uh, but I remember there was a missing kid in the neighborhood. Within like six or seven months in Albuquerque, me finding out there wasn't a thing anymore. And I, I'm like, ah. Well, if you look at no, it, there's, there's not no, so many. Of course you can't find them. I don't I mean. think. What? Because when they implemented the elf on the shelf, that was the added watching your kids. That's helped out. That's why so, you don't see kids on milk cartons anymore. That program Well, that's really my point, though. They're still missing kids. Not as many. I'm saying the <laughs> you elf, think it has elf on back? the shelf is. See, uh, I think you're just now, see, this is you being a parent. Immediately going to more lying to your children, which you guys love to do. 
Xana would have helped out with the missing kids. I mean, every time I watch OP Live, they'd be like, all right, here with the Missing Kids Foundation is Santa Claus. He knows we're all – like, if he, if, the, if he had that power, there would be no missing children on the planet. Just send a letter over saying right Here's over here. Here's where they are. Here's where all of them are. And no one would ever take a kid knowing, well, Santa's going to ruin this. You know, there'd be no need for Amber Alerts or anything like that. And I remember telling my buddy that, and his kid was right there. And he said, what is he talking about with no Santa? It's like, oh, he's just fooling around. But if there's missing, he would know where the missing kids are. Oh, my God, I've done something terrible here. And it dawned on the kid that maybe that's Santa's powers. Like, and then, of course, my friend had to lie to his son about, well, if Santa only knows when his kids are with his parents. <laughs> what if you're adopted? Like, I had so many immediate answers to that. That's not true. You're just lying to him more. You're just lying to keep him. It's where he's, you know, it's a behavior program from ages two to seven or eight through that rough period where they're trying to lie to you all the time. You lie to them like crazy and say that there's an overlord that'll give you presents if you're good. It's, it's the dessert after dinner. He can see you. I was just thinking, is it, um, not Amy, who was the one that was kidnapped for like 12 years? There's been a a few of them. Amy Smart. No, Amy Smart was, uh, she was, (laughs) she was a girl in, uh. In uh, that movie with Jason Statham. That's right. It was a I smart. Believe she was, was also in Varsity name, Blues. If I'm not, maybe I don't remember. Huh? No, not Varsity Blues. She was in that terrible butterfly effect. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking about, though. The Utah yeah. girl. Did she? She get... was missing for a while. Santa never found her either. But I wonder, under uh, you know, when she was in in that, did she get uh, Christmas presents during those years? I think she did. <laughs> so she never turned and said, "Why isn't Santa?" Telling everybody where I am. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. She might have been Elizabeth Smart. Elizabeth maybe Smart. she yeah. was just uh, outside the the ring of belief. And are you happy on Christmas when you get the presents from your abductor? These aren't bad. There's got to be a couple things like, I hate him, but that's a pretty good present. Did you get something for him? Living in that tent in the backyard? That tarp thing? I don't think she was gone that long. She was gone for a while. But yeah, I mean, like a, like that lady that we talked about the other day, 51 years she's been missing. From ages 2 to 52. Gone. Santa never ever even said a word. I know where she is. She's alive, by the way. Santa, can you help out a little bit with that? Oh, no, 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 I don't want to get involved in the law. <laughs> wow, what a dick. But it's out of his song. jurisdiction. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows when you've been abducted, and he won't say a word. For heaven's sake. Oh, you better watch out. Some kid in a well singing that song. This sucks. There is no Santa. <laughs> he's, a, he's a garbage if he is. But then the next thing you know, there lowers down a little present Stop. in the basket yeah. in the yeah. well. Yeah, because yeah, James Gum's getting his Merry Christmas. The lotion. Yeah. <laughs> Put this in your backside. <laughs> All right. The Santa coming? Maybe. I'll dress as Santa. Not like that, you weirdo. Mister! Yeah. It just it doesn't, uh, doesn't register with me, but I've ruined it before. And then the movie Cocaine Bear. That's another one that I'm kind of excited about, except for I found out Elizabeth Banks directed it. And uh, We'll be in a... Not a big fan of her movies. Ray Liotta's la- one of his last roles. Uh, yeah, but... Cocaine bears are a true story, which is the crazy part about a bear who grabbed hold of cocaine that was dropped out of 40. A A dude jumped out of an airplane uh, with cocaine all over his body and he was the only one flying it. 
And the plane crashed a few miles or like a couple hundred miles away. Just let it go. He, you know, ghost rode it. Bear discovers it. Jumped out. Cocaine goes out. He dies or something. And then Bear finds the coke, does the coke, and then goes on a rampage as cocaine bear. They have him in a um, – he's in a museum or in like a restaurant or something. I think it's in Tennessee or uh, Kentucky. Yeah. Yeah, he's in Lexington. And people visit Cocaine Bear. They have his actual body. <laughs> the Cocaine Bear. So I'm interested in that movie, too, but I have a feeling that one's going to stink. Violent Night looks great. And then uh, Cocaine Bear's pretty solid. I'm not a... That looks pretty good. They and fa- Puss in Boots is going to be... I'm going to be first in line for Puss in Boots. That, that little cat kills me. They found the grotto, the little den where the bear was hibernating in yeah. between it. Yeah. Because that little world was mine fountain out <laughs> front of it. All right. So, John, I, for one, am pleased to announce that Santa ain't no snitch. <laughs> like, yeah, that's true, I guess. If you've been in the joint, you appreciate Santa not being a snitch. Santa don't snitch. Snitches get stitches, and I ain't playing that game, Holmes. Yeah, never once found a missing kid. Never once did anybody even ask. Have we asked Santa? It's my theory about ghosts. They ain't real. And what do we learn? He was he was more effective or more passionate about hooking up misfit toys. Well, yeah. They I gave mean, them a the, chance. Well, sure, but missing kids. But not going to the missing kids. Got a whole island for missing toys. Yeah. Missing kids is like, that's your problem. He'd pull them off the island. Right. He's got a team of elves with magic powers to keep an eye on your kids. First thing, where's Santa? People who believe in ghosts. Don't even turn to ghosts when somebody goes missing. Ever. And I I stand by my theory that ghosts aren't real based solely on that. If a police chief of any city came forward and said, we can't solve this one, we're pretty sure ghosts did it, he'd be fired the next day. It pretty much means no one actually believes Just a matter of time, John. <laughs> yeah, but the, yeah, the firing, it is just a matter of time. Ghost I, crime. As the brand new police chief of Phoenix, Arizona, I have to say all these unsolved crimes, I've looked into it. Pretty positive there's a ghost problem going on here, and they're, they're abducting a lot of people and killing some folks. He fired the next day because everybody deep down knows there's no such thing. And if there is a ghost, they can't do anything to us because anybody that used ghosts as their alibi would be immediately deemed as bananas. That passed, by the way, in the midterm, the, the uh, investment on ghost training for the police. Sure, yeah. Ghost busting. Yeah. Yeah. I've Nobody's done it yet, but still, go up to that Jerome or – you know, the, the Del the, the Del Coronado. Even the, the hotel, the Grand Jerome. The yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is. Any hotel that, that thrives on being haunted, go and trash your room and then go down to the front and go, I don't know what the hell went on in there. But it's nuts. Ghosts. And watch them go, you're paying for this. <laughs> They're charging. You just trash that room to no end, ruin it. Just go, man, I was in the shower. I came out and this happened. Uh, ghosts. And the owner of that place will be up your ass with a lawsuit so fast. And he's the one telling everybody there's ghosts all over the place. Nobody buys that garbage. It's crap. It's a crap rule. Crap law. This is slime. This is pea soup. They sit you down in the Jerome one and tell you, oh, and the ghost sometimes will take a lamp and move it across the counter. And they're like, all right, well, I'm going to wreck the room. And I'm but gonna... they're very careful when yeah, they I'm do gonna... it. <laughs> yeah, they never break anything. <laughs> they're really respectful. There's that ghost that uh, her name's Kate Morgan that haunts the... Uh, the Hotel Del Coronado. And the best thing that happened from that was porn star Katie Morgan named herself after the ghost that died at the Dell. Sometimes you'll see her in the hallways messing around with doors and stuff. 
I more search break into a room and blame her. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm looking for the other one. <laughs> and she, I'm kicking in every door and seeing the ghost did it. And watch how fast the hotel Dell's like, that's a garbage store, and we all know what you're paying for this. Ghosts. You don't believe in ghosts. Do you believe in ghosts? No. No. I never seen one. I don't want to see one, but <laughs> I would like I've never to. Seen one. I'd like to see one and just have them go, man, you've been so right. We are powerless, completely have no power. If anything, we're just kind of lost. Ghost. I hope that new police chief does that one time. My son's been missing for a week. There's no evidence of anything happening here. I'm going to go ahead and say ghost did it. And that parent would lose her mind on that guy. Even if it's one of those witchcraft weirdos like my sister that thinks she's surrounded by him. The spirits told me, oh, I can't talk to you. This is not a thing. The spirits told you. It's called your crazy brain. Those are called voices in your head, you f- nut. Guardian angels. How come some people get one and some people don't? The guardian the only angels. Ones that, you know, I know people that believe they have, you know, guardian angels. and Yeah. Who? People who have been through horrible things and survived it, usually. Instead of just thinking, why did this horrible thing almost kill me? Yeah, usually they uh, dodged dodged some kind of tragedy. Right. Because my guardian angel and was the same as a ghost, though. Yeah, it is. They're That's just, the same as a ghost. They feel guilty that they Call survived. Call Ray Parker something. Jr. and you're, you're, you're dialed in. <laughs> Ray Par- Ghosts are so fake, even Ray Parker Jr.'s song wasn't real. I, I know. <laughs> you playing it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You get this together. He had to pay Huey Lewis for stealing this thing. <laughs> The most damaged ghosts have actually ever done is swiping Huey Lewis's I Need a New Drug song. And it is just blatant theft. Oh, yeah. Even, I mean, straight from the chorus to the hook. Oh, yeah. The whole thing stolen. Anyway. Ghosts. Get me started on ghosts. And then the other good story that's going on right now is John Kitna's son over there in Florida. Which I can't... Uh, I'm not sure how I feel. I have to know more about what he's got. He's 19. Yeah. He's been charged with some porn. He shared porn, right? one image to two or three friends, and then they found two or three more images yeah. on other uh, on a laptop or something. Yeah, and he's and I don't know how old the people he's sharing. Like if right. it's 16, well, what is it? 15, and he's 19. You kind of almost got to give him a pass. Yeah. Like, all right, don't do that anymore. Maybe punish him, but that's this isn't like – he's he's kicked out of school. Like, he's not going to be playing football. He's the quarterback at Florida. And uh, his dad is John Kitna, which is scary enough that John Kitna was – had a son that's a quarterback. I mean, it's going to be like uh, Oliver Luck and Andrew Luck. We'll see if this Kitna's better, but – We lost out on another quarterback, speaking for the Bengals. <laughs> yeah, the Kitnas. The, you guys loved yeah. him. What is the age cutoff, though? Because I'm struggling with that. Like, if it's 12? Yeah, if there were, ah, he should be come kicked from out. some high school girls that he knew, freshmen. Right, because he's only been he's out of high school for a year or two, yeah. year and a half. So he's still familiar with the 14-year-olds, 14 and 15. They were around him just a year ago. So what is the picture? And I don't know the details of it, but, man, they're getting him fast. They're, they're going after him quick. And, you know, if it's bad, it's bad. It should be bad. But then I started. But usually to- when it's hit, you know, like when I think the guy, okay, this is really a problem where he has the phone is riddled right. with pictures and films. Or websites and, yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Does he have a problem? And- How old are the kids? Because that's where I kind of have to be like, yeah, that's gross of me to think that way as, as the kid of age for that age. Because I know when I was 19, 
uh, there was a I was I humped a girl who was fifteen and sixteen. Yeah, because I was just out of school. But she was somebody that I you know we kind of when I was seventeen. I guess she was sixteen because when she was seventeen, when I was seventeen, she was just about to turn fifteen, and we we didn't do it, but we were messing around. And then when we were older, we did it. It's technically not legal, right? I was working in a restaurant. Everybody was humping the hostesses. I mean, waiters, bartenders, the hostesses were target one. We hired all the Dobson Mustang cheerleader rejects, the hot ones that were too stupid to cheerlead. And they showed up, and they were ready to go. I mean, 27-year-old bartenders and 16-year-old hostesses, that was like, oh, they're a couple, and nobody batted an eye. I'm sure there were some strange Polaroids going around Tony Romans when I was there. I don't know the percentage, but you talk to um, girls all the time that were, oh, in high school, oh, I dated a guy that was 25. Yeah, they were, well, yeah. Oh, they all did. There was always that hot girl in high school dating the college guy. Exactly. One of the ladies who works with us here was 17, dating a 34-year-old lawyer. That's right. Her parents were fine with it because the dude was loaded. (laughs) Like, that is exactly what we need for you. That's a great story. My sister, Jesus Christ. A couple of guys that rolled in, I think they might have been in their He was 33. Some old dudes. Sisters wandered around with these guys. My dad didn't seem to mind about their age. He just hated their ethnicity. <laughs> a 27-year-old bricklayer had come in. Hola, what's up, padre? What is this? <laughs> Can I call you dad? Pepe. How old is he? He's 27, dad. Get him off my couch. This is Chris Valenzuela. Yeah. <laughs> He's Chris. He works with John. Okay, it's just- I don't know. That's his real name, Dad. It's the third one. <laughs> oh, he's just miserable about. Uh, my dad. He's not mad at the border now, but he was back then. <laughs> he had a lot to get over. He hated that. My sister would bring the most, the filthiest human being into the house. Just about the time pops rolled in from a tough day at work, laying on the couch. Uh, here's the horn and the driving over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on in the driveway? My boyfriend's here. Can he come in? What's his name? Miguel. But you can call him Mike. <laughs> Every day, about 5.05, what happened? My dad would be like, I just got home. What is this? He's your daughter, Hong. <laughs> <laughs> He just struggled with it. He's over it now. He doesn't care. But. Then it's trimming the palm trees, and then he can talk to her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then you get, a, get some work out of him. My dad would have been fine. In our yard looks amazing, Miguel. Nice job. You want to have that, my daughter? Go nuts. <laughs> Give me a wood marlin. <laughs> it's beautiful. I'm hanging at my office. <laughs> Miguel is funny. Yeah, he, it, was, it was a struggle. But yeah, some of those dudes. One dude came in. I think he was like 28, 29 years old. My sister was in high school. That was fine. We had him to dinner. I remember that guy just sitting Picked there. Picked up the tab. Yeah, he was doing real well. He was a stockbroker. He was great. <laughs> yeah, some musician. This guy that was a drummer for Richard Marks was at our house. And my sister was like 17. This guy was old. I don't know. There's a ton of that going on. So I don't know. Like the Kitna thing's kind of weird because I don't know what the pictures are. If they and again, that's me drawing lines. That's you know, it's illegal one way. It's like you should you have to keep that straight. But. Just pull the Pete Townsend. It's just research. Just yeah, research. It's, I'm just researching yeah. these beautiful ladies. They did say that uh, in the arrange uh, or yeah in the arraignment. I'm reading this right now. 
It was prepubescent. Yeah, that's it. That's that, low, yeah. That's too young. That's yeah. it. That's, that's no good. So, yeah, he's got – that'll end him. Completely that'll end him. And that's a weird one. But uh, the Kitna thing has gone off the rails. And they're going to get Jerry Jones. They're eventually going to get him for that picture of him standing there uh, 57 years ago at the Arkansas school trying to let black kids into it's the school. It's not going away. It isn't going away. LeBron went off, uh, was it yesterday or the day before, saying how come the press isn't going after Jerry Jones the way they went after Kyrie? And uh, why is it such a big deal for Kyrie to think what he thinks and Jerry Jones? So I'm like, well, like 60, 65 years have passed since that picture. and I mean, and But they're going to get – Jerry's going to have to – I have a feeling that this will be – because now Jamel Harris, or whatever her name is, the one from ESPN that gets mad about everything, she said something about, like, LeBron's right. We have to go after Jerry. This excuse of him saying he was just curious as to what was going on. Uh, it was on Charlemagne the God show last night where everybody's like, no, nope, not an acceptable answer that you were just curious. You were, And I probably agree with that, that he probably should have just said, I was 14, I was in Arkansas, and I was surrounded by hate. It was the way of the land. I've grown out of that. I, I see how wrong it was. And, yeah, I was there, and I was influenced by my peers. I didn't know what a black person was in Arkansas outside of what I'd been told, and it wasn't good. And since then, I've grown out of that. Like, that's a terrible way to live. That would have been a better thing to say. But he just said, Redemption. no, I showed up because I was curious. Now, that could be true also. But you know what? No matter what he said, he's done. And a 65-year-old photograph... I don't know. What, I don't know what you expect. Could they what, at least be consistent and cancel everyone else in that photo that's, in the background? Actually, too? to Charlemagne's credit, he said that last night. I want to know who all the other people are in this picture. Yeah. He wants to get rid of all the white people in that. Now, <laughs> if a person wrong. said, "Yeah, I mean, that, that's what they were raised at that time," and now I think it's wrong. I never acted on it or anything. Right. But well, I mean, it's you're 14. Like we said the other day, you, you show up and do some pretty dumb stuff at 14 just to impress your friends. Whatever peer group you're running in. Now, I imagine the peer groups in Arkansas in 1957 weren't too kind to the whole civil rights movement. Not thinking that you were hanging around a bunch 14 of... 14-year-old Jerry. Yeah. You know, like, this is wrong, guys. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a beatdown coming if you start defending the, uh, the Negroes trying to get into the school that you've kept pristine. I'm pretty sure Jerry was surrounded by a... A mono thought of this is all bad, and if you if you you know we understand that today. If you deviate from the course of thinking this is bad, you're a problem. And I and think they had a phrase for it, and I believe it was N word lover, and they tossed it around pretty freely, and it scared the hell out of white people who might have been on the side of black people, but white people beat up white people for thinking that they should integrate. So Jerry was 14, and in his you know in that time period somehow managed. To get to the, uh, wow, this is crazy, until he realized he loved football. And that's when he knew you got to be nice to black people if you love football. And that makes us better. And he grew out of it. But you're 14 in Arkansas in 1957. Chances are you were racist, almost 100%. It's amazing to see him, what he's accomplished in his lifetime since then, if that's how he was raised, that he got out of it. Maybe he has a few thoughts in his head that aren't good, but he's 80 all 80-year-olds have a little bit of that, but they're going to get them. For the most part, when you're talking about, you know, getting a fear of getting beaten up by other white people, yeah. you basically just didn't even, you wouldn't say anything. No, you just showed up. You, you went with the, you, you rode along the waves. They pushed you over here. It's like, we're going over here, Jerry, you coming? They're like, nah, I think I'm going to stay away from that. What are you, one of them 
lovers. I'm like, all right, I'll show you guys are going to burn my house down. He might have just been curious. I mean, there's no acceptable answer here. That's a tough picture to be in. In 2022 especially, that's a tough thing to look at and go, that's me. <laughs> what were you doing there, Grandpa? Ah, we're trying to keep those black kids out of the school. Oh, jeez. I'm over it. It's a tough photo to be. He wasn't waiting to go in the school afterwards, or if he was 14, he he wasn't at school? He was standing there in the... He was in the center of it. The worst thing was he wasn't on the fringes. He was in the heart of the picture. Like, he's in the middle of the pack of kids. 14. Standing there. I'm of the belief that Jerry was trying to keep him out. Am I surprised by that? No. Not at all. No. 14-year-old Arkansas kid, but they're going to get him. And he's going to have to step down. And I don't know if they're going to get Steven, his son. But, I mean, he's done a lot good for people. So I think Jerry is. And basically what Charlemagne the God and all the people on the show said last night was that he's got a lot of money. He could start giving to black charities now. So I'm like, that fixes it? That seems worse. I think the dude's done pretty well by the African-American community over the last 40 years. I'm pretty sure that Cowboys team. He's hired a lot of them. Look, and everybody them. loves him. I've met, uh, we've met a lot of Cowboys. Friend, real good friends with one of them. Everyone loves Jerry. Everyone. So you're not dealing with the 14-year-old brain anymore. Somehow or another, he... And you'd think if it did continue on, well, you'd be able to dig up some other stuff. Like advanced. Like I'm blown away at what my dad is. What he grew up in? I mean, my grandpa was a racist. Like it was across the board. He wouldn't have different strokes on in his house. I turned on different strokes and he said... Get that off my TV and get him out of my house. I'm like, huh? He hated him. Gary Coleman was a threat to his house. And I'm like, and I'm surprised my dad is not a thousand times. He got out of it. He kind of, he got out of his little weird bubble of strange Mount Jewett, Pennsylvania, and advanced himself into like the world and learned a whole new way. He's not that way. Well, it took some time too. I witnessed it. I watched the progression. I was there for a lot of it. My dad's totally cool now. He gets it. He still struggles with the gay thing a little bit. So there were no good time marathons going on at that house? No. not If you had that on TV, if it wasn't sports, if it was for entertainment purposes, and there were black people on my grandpa's TV, he'd ask you to turn it. He didn't want it in his house. and It was weird. And it was uncomfortable as a kid. I'm like, why? Other than that, he was a marvelously nice man. But, boy, he did not – he'd never been around it. He's yeah. from Sweden. Sweden has a – Sweden and the, the Nordic countries have a very strict policy of keep it all one thing. They don't like Norway coming over to Sweden. They're that racist. Like, the wrong Norwegians are not going to be – Out. That used to be. That's not the way anymore. But it, they weren't real happy with that then. You get you – get, you, they didn't want to integrate – any, they wanted to keep it pure, the pure Viking. That didn't work out real well. They'll start so, yeah. talking about pure stuff like that because then the Hitler stuff comes. No, exactly. Comes back Kanye again. starts. Yeah. Hey, I like what you're saying, yeah. <laughs> Zionist. No, we didn't say anything about Jews, you jerk. Anyway, it's a weird world. All these stories came out while well, I had the flu. Everything, but yeah, if you get a chance later today and you got some time, suck. Alex Jones and Kanye is worth your time. What do you got on the big board of musical treats today, Bert? All right, Wake Up Song brought to you by our buddies over there at Action Ride Shop. And you want to do some Christmas shopping? Well, they got tons of beach cruisers in stock now. So if you're not going to get out on the mountain and, you know, you want to pick up mom a bike to you know, ride the canals, ride around the neighborhood and stuff like that, they got tons in stock, but they're not going to last. So uh, go to actionrideshop.com, see what they got in stock for you. 
Uh, on the list, you got Avatar, Metallica, Disturbed, Deftones, Pantera, Parkway Drive, Static X, Godsmack, Ministry, Rise Against, Body Count, Slayer, Nine Inch Nails. There's a whole wild theme here. How about Cowboys from Hell so we can do a, a theme for Jerry Jones? All right. That's one of the Cowboys from Hell. Evidently, the worst person alive. But... And LeBron, to a certain extent, has a point about the media. They did go after Kyrie pretty heavy about something and didn't didn't let up. But it coming from from LeBron, I just automatically tune That's it out. That's me. It's know. the same thing because I think LeBron's an idiot. Yeah. So when LeBron says, I'm like, ah, shut up, LeBron. Go back to China. Sell your shoes, Mister Mister. Uh, you know, human rights. LeBron he immediately discards himself from a lot of arguments by having his hypocrisy pop up. But. He did have a good point about that because they did go after Kyrie and would not lay off of him for just basically a post. I mean, it, he didn't even say anything. He has a right to be wrong. Arizona's most powerful, powerful rock radio station. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com.